Welcome back to all of our listeners, Kickstocks fans and football aficionados alike to another rendition of the Kickstocks Football Weekly. As always, I'm alongside the stats master himself, Victor, to take you through all of the MVPs, LVPs from last week's matches, as well as players and games to watch out for in this coming round of fixtures. Also in this pod, we discuss the most overrated players across world football and even throw in a couple of managerial names in the ring too. Stay tuned for all that and more in this week's pod. Football Vic, bloody hell. James. The seasons come and go. We've just braved a snowstorm, but I tell you one thing that stays constant in this universe football. 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 Double O T B A double L. Football. I did not know where you were going with that. I've literally never heard that chart before. I like it though, I like it. Look, as ever, we're here for another week to bring you some of the updates from the world of Kickstocks. Yes. And as always, the resident Kickstocks specialist and advisor is Victor Swab alongside me. Vic, we're going to kick off the pod. I mean, first of all, first of all, how's your week been? I, good. I feel like I don't ask you that enough on this pod. No, and mm. people want to know. We dive, we dive yeah, but people want to know. like, yo, we want to know how your weeks have been. And we dive straight into the football. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there's there's always a human element to football. There's always a human aspect. Well, a little bit of small talk in there. Yeah, and um, to be fair, I feel like you, you, you're looking a bit weathered from the winter months. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, <laughs> and I, I'm just a bit worried about you. Oh, you know? I mean, has as, uh, as the winter in Holland been kind to you? Well, obviously not. Mm. I thought it was, I was doing okay, but <laughs> apparently... I hate to drop that bombshell yeah. on you. Uh, you've been playing any football gotta take a good look in the mirror can we please start football now again well, you've been playing any football no unfortunately mm. not I've, I've stopped playing for like one and a half years now really almost two years wow now. you peaked early then I, I peaked early I yeah. was uh, playing with you in varsity mm. I say Bears varsity yep. good times yeah Captain Fantastico um, and now you're living vicariously through the Kickstarts platform exactly so you know that will never die that that gets no injuries my right. Kickstarts portfolio doesn't get injuries <laughs> physical injuries yeah at least yeah well it's been damaged a few times I'm sure yeah um, okay then so let's give you uh, let's let's bring you some joy into your life then let's talk Kickstarts <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up this uh, for once because we always talk MVPs first, but I'm gonna get the LVPs in first because I love talking about the LVPs. I mean that's my favorite section. So you know what I'm gonna get it out of the way first, and um, no surprises on LVPs this week, are there? Because uh, what did I say last episode about LVPs? Well, last episode you said it's always somehow it's always a keeper, a yeah. goalkeeper. Never buy a goalkeeper. Never buy a goalkeeper, and I gotta say. You know, I disagree with you because we've seen plenty of LVPs who were not between the sticks. But um, unfortunately for me, um, this week's LVP is another goalkeeper. Mm. Someone who just had a he had a poor, poor, poor game. And it's maybe not something we expected from him this season. And it's Ian Meslier. Meslier. Very good. Very good pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and you know very talented French goalkeeper from Leeds who's having a terrific season came out of nowhere yep. no one knew who he was only Marcelo Bielsa with that only cute Bielsa, eye exactly and he's having a terrific season in it and Leeds team were performing uh, really well mm. in a team where let's be honest he's facing a lot of shots per game true so he has a chance to distinguish himself and that's mm. what we discussed last time as well do you take a lower level keeper or mid to lower level table team mm. uh, keeper because they get a lot of saves but they also increase your chance of not getting a clean sheet. And Meslier, he's, you know, 
Um, he's uh, hold on, I just gotta check out my notes here. Sorry, did I catch you with a curveball by asking you to go straight to LVPs first? No, 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 a little bit. But he's already had seven clean sheets, uh, Meslier, for okay. a Leeds team. Which I mean, out of twenty-two games, it's not the not the highest, but you know, it's still seven times he kept a clean sheet, and you 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 might not have expect that from a team that came from the championship last mm. season. Mm. So, sure. uh, I mean, good, se- good, good season overall, except for this game against Arsenal, where I think the, all of Leeds were just uh, underperforming. Mm. And Arsenal, for, for my, from my point of view, were overperforming, but uh, had to concede four goals. Um, you know, he had w- one of one, he committed a penalty. Yeah, which uh, doesn't obviously. help his chances. No, so that's an error leading to a goal, which is not, never a great stat for, uh, for a goalkeeper. He only had one save. Um, not great uh, and even you know with his feet only 10 out of 24 of his long balls were accurate right so you know just the balls he, he was, sh- was shooting away did not come anywhere and that actually led to a, a 30% uh, decrease in value unfortunately for Meslier so poor poor form if you had Meslier in your team any yeah. other LVPs was it just Meslier I mean there were a couple couple other other players gonna who put were going to put this poor guy on a pedestal all by himself no, I mean Meslier was definitely the the the, the biggest dropper of of uh, this right. this game. We get a couple of another poor performances. Benarek from Southampton uh, and lost against Wolves. Mm. Southampton, South- who looked really strong in the first half. Yes, now now they're on one of their worst runs ever in Premier League history. Yeah. Um, and you're right, they went from an absolutely stellar-looking team who could potentially even push for Europa League position to now lingering near bottom half of the table. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I mean, but he he went down ten percent, uh, a lot less. But are there any other goalkeepers there? But you just don't want to mention them. Well, I mean, there's a goalkeeper in the in the MVP list. Oh, okay. That's well, right, that's, right. that's a beautiful segue then into yeah. the MVPs. I mean, uh, let's get cracking. I'm gonna wait for to give you the ultimate MVP, of course. But there were a couple of really good performances in the Premier League this game week, and one of them, as we alluded to, the goalkeeper was Sam Johnston. Yeah. Well, it's your beloved Manchester United. No surprise, considering he's a United Academy prospect. So you think he'd help United a little bit, no? No, I mean, I, I just think he's an immaculate professional, and obviously well, he was he was uh, trained well, or he was he uh, trained well exactly. He had good, uh, obviously had good coaching. I, I saw him when he used to play at Villa as well, and fantastic keeper. Um, so no surprises there, to be honest. And and this always seems to be the case. Uh, every time goalkeepers who used to play at United come up against their former club, they always seem to pull out the game of their lives. I remember Ben yeah. Foster as well a couple of times for Watford, and when he used to play for good West Brom. Good old Ben Foster. Good old Ben Foster. He would always pull out stellar games against us. Yeah. No, so uh, he went up 20%, and I think he was one of the biggest reasons why United did not get the W uh, against oh, West Brom. That's the most... American uh, Americanism. He didn't, he didn't get the w, How many shots in the upper right ninety, bro? Well, did did Man U get? Did Man United get the dubs? EA Sports. <laughs> it's in the game. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, and besides, you know, Johnston, we, uh, who I think is you know a terrific keeper um, myself. He had uh, a couple of good performances. I think. As well from- I think you you put you put him in there just to prove a point, didn't you? Because I mean, you no. knew Meslier was top of the LVP, he so was, you thought, ah, oh, I might have to cram in. He was in the just... second biggest rise in the Premier League on Kickstarter. Oh, right, fair so, enough. Uh, hey, stats don't lie, James. Stats don't lie, so now especially you know. not in the Kickstarter world. No, but you had Ola Aina from Fulham with a terrific game as well. Nice. Uh, beating Everton 2-0. Yep. 
uh, went up 11%. And you know, the Fulham players are not getting that much increase this season. No, they're uh, you know they're they're having a lot of draws, a lot of. But this was mm -hmm. a very important win for Fulham. Also, it was. you know, because if they would if they, if they would have lost this, they would have lost uh, track of those those non relegation places. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, for my money, and I'm not a betting man, if there was any team in that bottom three who I think <clears throat> would stand the best chance of avoiding relegation this season, it's going to be Fulham because. Um, uh, I think at the start of the season, Scott Parker, he, he stayed faithful to a lot of the old guard who had brought them back up to the Premier League. And I think he tried to show them faith because obviously they'd got them there. Um, but results weren't coming their way. So he had to make a few changes. He's been bringing in a few more young starlets now. And actually, they're playing a really good brand of football. Uh, they can they look quite compact in most games. And yeah. going forward, they're producing goals. And I think they really could have a chance of breaking out of that bottom three and, and, and really staying in the Premier season. Yeah, what do you reckon? It's, it's still quite a quite a reach. Still you know, quite an ask. To the, to the, still what is it? the 17th spot. Yeah, 17th spot. So, but um, they are. I mean, they are seven points behind Newcastle as it stands, with a game in hand, albeit. So it could be four points. And Newcastle's form at the moment's not been looking great. Burnley also dropping down that table. Brighton have been playing good football, but as well, you know, they're still only um, they're still only what eight points ahead. Um, so you know it's all to play for it could be absolutely done. and then, you know they got the striker and Josh Maja from Bordeaux mm. we talked about him earlier in the uh, regarding the Sunderland documentary mm. uh, he was the Sunderland prospect who went to yeah Bordeaux. and he was painted to be a bit of a pantomime villain in that uh, documentary yeah because he left yeah right? so uh, but I mean he scored two goals against Everton in his first game so there you, go. Uh, you know if, if they can have someone who can finish finish you know finish off finish those crosses score those goals even if they're just tap-ins then then Fulham will have a chance but we'll have to see you know I hope I love the club I love the the whites the lily whites, <laughs> Not the lily whites. <laughs> oh, so I looked this up by the way lily whites uh, essentially refers to any team that plays in white funny enough but the most famous team to carry that uh, nickname is Tottenham Hotspur so the Tottenham okay. lily whites yeah but uh, okay. But there you go. So I mean, fun furthermore, fact furthermore, you know, moving on, we had uh, Ruben Neves who had a terrific game against Southampton. About time. I think is a, is I think he's a great player, Ruben mm. Neves. Mm. And I always, you know, he was that one of the first big signings that Wolves had when they were still playing in the Championship, and he moved from Porto, I think. Yep. Um, you know, he was a key player at Porto, moving to a Championship side, and and I remember thinking like, what's going on there? Mm. That was he was for me the start of the the, the revolution that Wolves are were putting in. Yeah. For uh, really building it uh, a top level team. For sure. But the MVP of the, this week, the, the ultimate MVP, the ultimate as MVP, you put it, actually came from the same game as the LVP, and that's Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Ah. Which is not surprising, you know, he scored no. a hat trick. His but, first uh, Premier League hat trick. Can you believe wow. his first ever Premier League hat trick, which no, which baffled me when I first yeah. read that because you think Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, fantastic player, scores bags. He has over two hundred goals in the Premier League now. No, is that possible? no, Alan Shearer's <laughs> got 260 uh, and he's oh, the all-time no, top scorer. Appearances, appearances yeah, Sorry, I was, was going to say. And he didn't have a hat-trick. Bloody my hell. Bad, um, maybe 200 career goals, that I wouldn't be surprised about. Um, but Premier League, he's been he's been bagging goals left, right and centre. Um, yeah. So I was I was shocked to, to, to read that. But yep, great performance from him. Great performance, three goals. I mean, that's all you actually kind of need to say. Um, for the rest, his stats weren't, weren't even that terrific. But if you score three, mm. you're always going to be up there. And... Uh, and there was no one who had a better performance than he had this week. So it went up 30%. You know, Meslier went down 30%. He went up 30%. Big difference. Yeah. Um, and great striker, actually. You know, he's, it's always... With him, I always have the feeling like, is he too good for Arsenal? Should he move? Definitely. You know, he's, 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 he's aging. Too, he's, he's too aging. good for a bottom half club. What is he, like 31? 
Yeah, 31, 32. 31. Mm. You know, should he stay at Arsenal, be the man there, or should he try to Where does he go? There? Where does he go? Yeah, That's I the thing. Know. Who knows? Yeah, nice. So, uh, but it's always it's always a dilemma. Sometimes I think, yeah, no, he's at his place at Arsenal. Sometimes I think you're too good to move somewhere else. Is this going to be the start of Arsenal's turning point? Is this going to be no. their resurgence? No. No? No. No. Not and those were uh, uh, James we also as you know sorry I'm gonna... <laughs> no no go for it go for it go for it move on move on we swiftly had, um, guide us to the next segment huge bola battle oh a, a what battle a bola battle a bola battle a bola 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 battle a bola battle um, and who wow. came out victorious don't tell me it's oh what's his name it's not Jimmy Slim Jimmy Slim uh, I was gonna no, say Slim Jim Jimmy Slim Jimmy oh wow for once no it's Alex Bisaka Alex Bissaka. Uh, we had a record. Not related to Aaron Wan Bissaka. No, just Alex Bissaka. <laughs> we had a portfolio increase of 9.58, and then he won actually an 800,000. Uh, wow. Rupee. Indonesian rupee. Rupia. Uh, rupees. Rupia. Rupia. Yeah. I always make that mistake. I'm so sorry. That's right. For all listeners. So I'm here to correct you. Um, the, the, the Indonesian currency expert. On Bukalapak. So uh, congrats for you, Alex <laughs> Con- B- B- Bissaka. Congrats for you, Alex Bissaka. Well done, son. You have proven that you're the ultimate we football actually, mastermind we out in Indonesia. Prizes. The top three were getting a prize. Number two, the Blues, 19. wonder which team he's a fan of. Chelsea. Number two won uh, cash for their Dana e-wallet. And number three, oh. Muhammad in the money. Abin Manan won... Uh, a video premiere voucher so uh, you know wow. prizes to go left right and center fantastic uh, congratulations to you guys uh, we had other battles of course but this was the biggest battle where we actually had prizes brilliant and that's a great thing about kickstock you know I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to promote my own platform here but but you are but uh, but, but, you, but you're well entitled to uh, and as you should i mean you can actually win prizes with your football knowledge by by watching live football making the right trades at the right time you can win these amazing prizes so. exactly there is actually stuff on the line here people exactly. there is stuff on the line and if you know everyone's everyone thinks they know the most about football Here's your prove chance it. to prove it prove and it. win nice prizes. So, brilliant prizes to all of our winners this week. No prizes going to Vic's pronunciation of all the usernames, but that's okay. He'll get better. <laughs> He'll improve. He's still new to the Indonesian sure, game. Sure, sure. <laughs> Cutting some slack, people. Any tips and tricks? Just so we can play that jingle, please. I'm, I'm yeah, dying so, to play a jingle. So I'm tips gonna... and tricks for the portfolios this week. Okay, I'm going to race through it. Go on. Frankie de Jong. Okay. Yusuf Paulson from Leipzig. Okay. Frankie de Jong from Barca. Yusuf Paulson from Leipzig. And Bobby Firmino from Liverpool. I think he's going to get a goal. Oh, well, Bobby's going to get a rare goal. Yeah. He hasn't scored in the Champions League this season yet. He's or, due a goal then. Yeah, he's definitely due a goal. Uh, and for the other games, I'm going to say Rakitic, Haaland, and Morata. Get them all in your portfolios. Get them all in your portfolios, guys. And that, ladies and gents, is Vic's Tips and Tricks. <laughs> Tips and tricks. Right, well, that's it for this segment for uh, for MVPs, MVPs, match recap, and also looking ahead. Um, that's the Kickstock segment done and dusted. <laughs> Thank you. Got there eventually. Um, now we're going to move on to our special segment for this week. We're going to be looking at some of the most overrated players currently and also maybe of all time, whilst throwing a little managerial name in there as well. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, yeah. Stay tuned. Right now. Stay tuned. Right now. Stay tuned tuned for the next. (laughs) Yeah, please please don't cut out. Right. 
Victor. Victorious. Victor, Victor, Victor. How many more times can I say your name before you look at me, Victor? How's Victoire. it going? Victor. Victor. Oui, oui monsieur. So, um, how do we break it down this week? Essentially, we decided to. We could oh, be. You, no, let me let me do the introduction for this because you asked me. Oh, go for it. Yo, Vic, let's discuss the most overrated players or the top three most overrated players, and then you actually came with the with the self adjustment adjustment of. No, well, the one in the Premier League, one in Europe, and one of all time. So I assume that last one is, an, is a non-playing footballer anymore, because that's, right? Uh, would make sense. And, you know, let's throw an overrated manager. Because uh, we, we love talking about overrated we managers. Love it. And, you know, we had the discussion before the pod recorded, like, what you know, there's a there can be confusion about the definition of overrated. Yeah. Like, is it someone who a lot of people think is world-class, but you think no way? Or is it someone who's... Who had great form in the past, not anymore. But you know, people hold him in high yeah. regard. What's the definition of overrated? And, and can you and can you consider an up and coming talent maybe overrated? You know, somebody that's considered a world class talent but isn't showing world class yeah. form. It's a tough one. Uh, it's a really tough one. But I think we've pretty much nailed it down to generally a player who um, usually has high expectations for performance is, I guess, widely considered world class. Um, but we don't believe they are, essentially. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how, I, how I did it. Yeah, yeah. Ring-a-ding-ding! Uh, let's start with the Premier League, mm-hmm. because obviously that's the competition we follow the most, we talk about the most. Yeah. Uh, it's the most popular in the world. It is. Uh, do you want me to go, or do you want you uh, Ladies first, I'll give you the honours. Well, speaking of ladies, <laughs> that's my first... Uh, uh, oh, here we go. Overrated. Ladies are overrated? Player. And it's actually someone who I've been dying to bash a little bit. And now, you know, it's kind of a, a uh, you know, not, not the most courageous of me to do it now after his string of form of string mm. of games where he made a mistake. It's actually Allison, And I've, Alison Becker from Liverpool, the goalkeeper. I don't know, I have to explain who Alison is. <laughs> There's only one. There's only one number one. Um, <laughs> we'll know who he is. No, but I, I've actually, you know, we discussed it last week a little bit, but I actually always thought he was overrated from minute one. Mm. And Before he even got there, let's be honest. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I, I, I didn't really notice him a lot in Roma, you know, when he was starting. Yeah, because he was a nobody. He was, virtually. you know, he really started to get in the spotlight. <clears throat> and everyone's saying, like, this guy is so great, this guy is so good. The answer to Liverpool's problems. Yeah, and, 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 and you know... Let's be let's be honest. He did have a good season, good two seasons even. I mean, and, with and a lot of clean sheets, with a lot of with with a lot of you know saves, and you know he was good. But I feel like everyone in the Liverpool squad had a good season, mm. and you can really distinguish yourself by performing in a bad season, mm. like they're having, well, relatively good to, to last two seasons, like they're having this season. Yeah, and he just shows that you no, know, he's he's not a confident goalkeeper. Who, when the chips are down, and when he doesn't, and I think this is the main reason, when he doesn't have his main man Virgil van Dijk in front of him, he just loses confidence with mm. everything he does. Mm. And I mean, those two uh, mistakes with his feet against City, again, it, it, this 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 run out this weekend, um, where he just runs out when there's no need and crash into Kabak, uh, causing the goal, causing Vardy to score. There's no need for that, and it just it just shows that a, a top class confident keeper would not make those mistakes. And I just think it just shows the you know his true colors. And obviously this is a bad form for him. I mm. mean I think he's better than how he's performing now, but I don't think he's the world class keeper that people 
no no and i agree i totally agree with that as well uh and we had a we had an in-depth discussion about this as well last podcast didn't we and the fact that he had one one and a half really good seasons at roma um and then came to liverpool and by all accounts liverpool have, have really looked like a different team since he's come in um and they needed to fix the goalkeeper situation before but let's be honest the bar at liverpool for goalkeepers was pretty low really beforehand low. Uh, and I think you sent me a, a brilliant photo as well of um, it was Alisson's face and his beard with Car- Loris Karius's hair and after the Champions League after final, the Champions League yeah. final and spitting image, absolutely yeah. spitting image. Um, I mean, I mean, if you, I, I even looked up some stats that Alisson has, and uh, but no, but first of all, I think that the fact that 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 Liverpool had such a good season was. Van, mainly due to Van Dijk. Van Dijk, thank you. And that's why... You've got the world's best centre-back in front of you. Yeah, and that's why Alisson played well as well. Mm. So he has the qualities, but yeah. you can only be a top keeper if you can perform when everyone else is playing bad, yeah. I think. And that's yeah. something that Alisson doesn't have. That's no. why I think he's a bit overrated. Uh, overrated. Overrated. Agreed. Bam! Right. You. On to me. Uh, so... I'm kind of going to throw everything I said down the toilet because um, I defined how we would define <laughs> overrated as a world-class player who we don't think is world-class. And the person I've chosen can't really be put in the world-class bracket, to be honest. But... Doesn't have to be. But um, he is uh, a talent who has been spoken about a lot and um, has really been touted both at a national level but also club level. Um, as one of the up-and-coming stars in the Premier League. And this has been for a couple of years now. And I still haven't seen that potential. And I don't think we ever will see that potential. It won't be realised. Now, when I say Everton Football Club, who do you think of as their best player? First name that comes to mind in Everton. Richarlison. Thank you very much. Richarlison, young Brazilian starlet. For seasons now, we've been waiting for him to have his standout breakthrough season. I think he's in his third season now at at Everton. Um, And... This guy has been had, had so much said about him in terms of the talent that he is. And I think he's regressed every season that he's been at Everton. I mean, he had a decent season last season, but this season so far, 18 games, two goals and three assists. That means a goal involvement every 291 minutes. Or if you want to say it differently, 0.1 goals per game. I mean, he's only created three so-called big chances in 18 games. And I think that's poor from a winger who is playing in a team now with the creativity of James Rodriguez. You've got a guy like Calvert-Lewin who's stealing, who's stealing the headlines as well in terms of uh, uh, goals that he's scoring. Gilfie Sigurdsson, someone that can put passes on a plate as well. Good old Gilfie. Good old Gilfie. And I just think off the wing in a team like that, Carlo, okay, fair enough. He's playing in a team of Carlo Ancelotti, who also has his wingers quite defensively well drilled. But I just think you need to see a better goal and assist return after 18 games from their so-called brightest star and brightest prospect in the team. Um, he doesn't have the kind of clinical impact you'd expect, I think. Uh, and I, and I, like I said, I think he's regressed. And he seems to have fallen now in the shadow of James and Calvert-Lewin and Gilfie Sigerson. I wouldn't even put him in Everton's top five players at the moment. Uh, it's just lucky that Alex Iwobi, or aka Alex Iwofel, as, uh, his form, as he's most widely known, isn't firing on all cylinders because he would be in that team in a heartbeat if he was. And it took Bernard, uh, a substitute who came on for Richarlison, to actually um, score the winner uh, recently as well, which is something that we'd like to see Richarlison do more often. But for me, he doesn't. He doesn't score free kicks um, and he doesn't create enough. So for me, Richarlison, overrated. <laughs> Honourable mentions, just going to say before we move on, I had uh, Thiago down as well uh, of Liverpool. 
Uh, yeah, because yeah. that that would have been a, a really contentious one. I, I, the only reason I didn't put him as my first one is because I really like him. I do rate exactly. him, but there's but there's an argument to be made that he's overrated at the moment because because yeah. uh, at Liverpool he's really not playing well. well. I, mean, I, was... I don't think they've won a game when that he started. Uh, yeah, in the Premier League. Uh, I'm not sure Thiago. about that, but I think you know there was a, there was this huge analysis about him uh, in their game against uh, Leicester. Yeah. And we, everyone knows, everyone in the world who watches football knows how terrific of a player he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Right? He can do, he can do almost everything. Mm. And then they just showed that he's just not comfortable on that midfield spot because he, he he's complicating things. You know, yep. he's doing things. He's he's, he's lost his simplicity. Yes, exactly, football. exactly. And that's mm. and, you know he loses simple. Balls Maybe it's a new team, new dynamic. He's at Bayern for so long. He knew how all the players around him operated. The, the spine of the team remained pretty consistent. So it's a shame because I love that guy. Same. I he's Same. My, I th- he's my footballing crush. Yeah, and he, he, he <laughs> I think you two would make a wonderful couple. You'd look right. great arm in arm. Fantastic. A exactly. uh, bit of a height difference there, but and then the only the only other one I was going to throw in was Gareth Bale. Um, overrated or not, I think so. I think it was a bit of a a bit of a, a dream transfer going back to Tottenham. It was romantic, you know. It made sense from a commercial perspective, but he's just not playing well, and and he's he's not getting enough games. Fair enough, Mourinho's not playing him enough. It's hard when you're not getting a consistent run of games to actually get that form. But um, when he's on the pitch, he just you know he tries these diagonal balls that just go out of out of out to touch, and he just doesn't seem to be running and giving that passion and desire off the ball. And he's lost that spark, I think. I mean, I think it's a big mistake that Tottenham bought him back. Like, it's a fairy tale transfer, mm. as you say. Mm. Uh, the chances of him reaching his top, top level again were just not there. No. And you, anyone in the world can see that his motivation is just poor. Yeah. Right? And obviously, we don't see him at training and we don't see him there. But, you know, fans can see how, how motivated the player is. I'm sorry to say again, it's my Zemi. Uh, my overrated player of Europe is Mauro Icardi. Okay. Mauro Icardi, yeah. So he came, look, he came to PSG with a huge reputation, an absolute cult favourite at Inter. Um, despite all the drama with Juan de Nara, obviously Maxi Lopez's former wife, Icardi's former Sampdoria teammate. A lot of us know the stories behind that. Um, but he only, he's only played 12 games this season. He's got five goals. I think he's quite injury prone. Um, but he came with this massive reputation from Inter as the golden child to the point where you know, despite all the drama that happened in his final season, uh, many fans still wanted to keep him out of fear that just simply by getting rid of Icardi, they weren't going to score any goals. Uh, all, of, all, all They were going to go on a goal-scoring drought because this man just had a natural knack for scoring goals and beautiful goals as well. Yeah. Um, but since coming to PSG, look, I think at the time when he was about to leave Inter, he pretty much he was touted as a player who had his pick of the bunch for clubs. He was connected with Real, with Juventus, even with Chelsea. Uh, all teams supposedly interested in him. Uh, I think that died down a little bit considering how he left Inter in the end. But the fact that he went to PSG, for me, partly shows us his ambition, with all due respect, as a player. Um, and also partly as a consequence of his reputation as a poison chalice. Given the other egos in that PSG squad, I think it's a match made in heaven, to be honest. Um, all right, interesting. But poor attitude and reflective yeah. of uh, yeah, reflective of uh, a player who really had all the talent in the world. But for me, um, just doesn't quite cut it. And I think this is really influenced. Like, and we'll, I'll never be able to prove it, but I think it's really influenced by his agent Wondonira. Yes, for sure. Who, for me, it doesn't come across as a really no. No, she comes across decent a decent person. A devious, so devious woman. She comes together, devious yeah. mistress. I agree. I agree. I think um, he should have never left Inter. Obviously, you know, there there were issues there that we don't 
yeah. necessarily know about or how, how, how detailed those issues were. But, um, I mean, he was at his place in India, he was the man there. Why would you leave? Yeah. You know, at Paris, he's, he's not. Yeah. Should I move on to mine then? Go on, I'm interested. And actually, this, is, this was a difficult one because I actually kind of like the player. Mm. But I think he this player is overrated by the club's standards where he played. Okay. Right? So... All right. Not necessarily by, by by outsider fans, but by the clubs where he played. And it's okay. Eric Chubomoting. Uh, Chubomoting. Overrated. By the clubs okay. where he played. And I'm talking necessarily in uh, for Bayern okay. and uh, Paris. Well, so the, all their fans considered him a world-class player? That's what you're saying? No, I think they considered him... Like, they rated him really high adequately. Yeah. They rated adequately. Him, <laughs> they rated him what he is, which is an average player. So he's not overrated then? Well, by the by the so for example for Bayern and Paris standards, yeah, he's overrated. The clubs should have never chosen to get that player. I see what you mean. Okay. So the clubs think he's better. Then he is. Than okay. He is. That's okay. My so all the clubs he's been at, he's not worthy of being there. Essentially, no, is what you're so saying. Especially the last two clubs yeah. he's played at. Bar- yeah. Bar- Other than because he was at Palace as well, right? I think. Uh, no Stoke. Was it Stoke? Oh yeah, it was Stoke, Stoke, wasn't it? Stoke yeah. and Trent, which is always difficult. Oh, Trent. Yeah, Stoke on a, on a rainy <laughs> Wednesday night. Let's be honest. No, but I, you know, I actually like the player, but you know, the, uh, he's nowhere near good enough to perform at consistently at Bayern or at Paris. Mm. So these clubs, and even as a backup, you know, I think there's so many better options out there. I think that the that that the, the decision makers at Bayern and Paris uh, definitely overrated him. Uh, seeing his skill set, uh, I yeah. think his agent is the best agent in the world. Yeah, to getting him superstar. So, so I like him because he's doing. You know, yeah, he can't help it for being an average player. No, no, you're right. He, he, so he's doing the best c- he can, and he's yeah. He c- c- comes across as a really nice guy, doesn't he? And and yeah, you hate to talk down on him because he just seems like a really decent exactly. bloke. Uh, but look, he might be overrated. But he's still going to score a goal in the final Champions League against City, City to knock them out. You know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. And, and at that point, at, at that point, happens? he deserves a Ballon d'Or in my books. Okay. I don't what care happens what happens. If this happens, what do, what do I have to do? Um, you've got to wear a United shirt for every Manchester City game for the rest of okay, next right, season. Right, 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 right. <laughs> we'll see about that. Honourable mentions. Just I'm just going to skim through them quickly. Uh, Thibaut Courtois, madly overrated for what? me. Yeah, no, don't buy him as a keeper. Okay. Don't rate him at all. Antoine, on a- Antoine Griezmann. Antoine Griezmann. I've That's never really understood Griezmann. it with Griezmann. He's always pipped himself to be one of the top five players in the world. He's always said he should be in contention for Ballon d'Or. Get real, mate. You're nowhere near that. You're nowhere near that. You're not even in the conversation. You're not even in the same room, my friend. You're not even at. You're not even at the back of the bus of the cool kids. You're in the Whoa. flipping. You're in the fucking. Pardon my French. The you're where the luggage is being kept. You're at the wow. bottom of the bus in the trunk. A mess. Bringing out the dirt. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna go into that. And then disagree la- with that one as well. Disagree with that one. And last one, Neymar. Let's be honest, Neymar. <laughs> You're kidding me right now. Madly overrated. He's not overrated. He, you just think he's an annoying bastard. Nah, he's overrated. He's I mean, not he's, overrated. He, he went his stats, he, man. His stats he, are oh, yeah, in, in a farmer's league. In a farmer's yeah, league. Fantastic. Farmers Brilliant. League. I got his stats. Average 21 goals per season, 11 assists. Great. In the French league. Fantastic. What did he go to PSG for? To win a Ballon d'Or or win Champions League. He's done neither. He's come nowhere near it. Not, oh, not even in the final James, last year. James, you are ruining your <laughs> reputation right here by putting a top five player in the world 
As over, as if under, if outrageous. if he does not win a Ballon d'Or in his career, who cares? Which he should have because mean, he has the potential. How can you win a Ballon d'Or when you have Messi and Ronaldo playing with you? Well, they're not going to win Ballon d'Ors anymore. He should be in the prime of his career, Neymar. This should be his he year. He's in the prime of his career. Yeah, and is he anywhere near the top five players in the world? In your 100%. opinion? One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. I don't know. I wouldn't put him in that bracket. Oh, one hundred percent. He's I he's, he's annoying as hell. I'll uh, give you that. One hundred percent. But is he top five player in the world? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. I don't he, know his I, skills, his technique, his his footballing abilities are out of this world. Brilliant, I agree with that. He's got everything. He's got the full package, but does he produce it on a consistent enough basis to be a leader of a team? You know, he showboats. He, is no, he, no he's no got issue. a great. He's got a great highlight reel. You know, he looks fantastic so in, in Spurs really. and in moments. But is he the guy you turn to to really seize the game by the scruff Absolutely. of the neck? Absolutely. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not, not regularly enough for me. Yes. And and the fact that it's in the French League against French opposition, you know what? You think maybe I'm being a bit harsh about that. I think but, you're being really harsh. Yeah, but and there I, you go. I don't like him, man. I think he's you annoying. think he'd play well in the Prem? Oh, 100%. I think he'd get bullied in the Prem. Because he has so much quality. I think he'd get bullied in the Premier League. Okay. <laughs> All right, so if you if you didn't like that, you're gonna hate my all time. <laughs> you're gonna hate my all time player. Well, uh, no, I'm gonna let you go first because okay. I went first last time. So go on. So now we've got our all time players overrated. This is this is I kind of I kind of went rogue on this one. Go on. It's, it's I kind of took a different definition of overrated. Okay. And uh, I mean I always rated this guy low, mm. but I think he it's a really successful player. Okay. But that's only based because there was a, a lack of other, of better players on his position. Okay. And that's Alvaro Arbeloa. Alvaro Arbeloa. The, the least. <laughs> of course, it was Alvaro Arbeloa. Successful, most the least talented, most successful player to ever. Was ever it, live. Okay, he was successful, but was he ever rated? Well, I mean, some people say yeah, he was the best right back because he played in that Spain team of 2008, 2010, 2012. Yeah, okay. You know, and the Real great. So. World Cup. He won two Champions Leagues. Yeah. And this guy has the skills to play for IJsselmeervogel Zaterdag 6, an amateur team in Holland. This guy is so bad. You know, and people are going to come at me and say, no, if he was really that bad, he wouldn't have played for Spain or Real. Sure. Outrageous. Right. Outrageous. This guy was so average. Mm. And if there was anyone better, they would have played. But, you know, it was literally he played but because... Lack of better options. But did Real Madrid, they had so much pool power and so much money. They could have, if they really needed a better right back, they could have gone out and bought one. Why did they never they do that? Have. Why did they never? Well, why did they never do well, it? That's the scouts of Real Madrid. They were blind. I mean, they must have thought he was a good Probably player. Lost father or uncle or something. Was, you know, <laughs> was pulling the strings there. This guy. Oh man. I I I am um, I am. Um, I am really convinced that he must have shagged an ex-girlfriend of yours or something because you have a you have a serious grudge against this guy. This guy, and yeah, no, I. I think it's kind of commendable how far he's come with the with the tiny bit of talent that he has. Well, brilliant. Tiny bit of talent. Brilliant. But um, okay. Yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> well, Arbeloa is one thing. Controversial. Um, yeah. It, well, yeah, it is. It is. But mine, similar ilk to Neymar. I'm gonna say Pele. <laughs> I'm gonna say Pele. I think Pele is look. Don't get me wrong. You you did you did your research. Now. Don't get me wrong. Is he a fantastic player? Yes. Is he one of the best of all time? Yes, definitely. You can't contest that. Is he arguably the most iconic figure in football? Absolutely. But is he the best player to have ever lived? 
I doubt that. Well, who do you think is the best player to have ever lived? I think probably either one of Messi or Ronaldo. Uh, I genuinely believe that because See, of there's there's your flow there's your flow right here in your argument why why because you're naming players who you've only seen live right so you've you haven't seen all these other greats live no I, no I have other reasons no I'm not basing it I'm not basing it purely on that Vic I'm not basing it purely, but I also I mean look, we're not even we're not going to get into the Messi Ronaldo uh, oh. uh, debate but I just think that the, the where the game has gone um, the level that the game is at right now the athleticism of the two players but also it's the consistency that they've produced week in week out. Uh, consistently the best two footballers for the last decade at the highest level with the best clubs in world football that's why I put them at the best okay, okay. Pele Pele widely considered the best ever above Maradona Franz Beckenbauer Zidane Ronaldo Cruyff officially labelled greatest ever by FIFA um, and his goal return is unquestionably insane but the only thing that is questionable is you know where a lot of those goals came from I mean it's really hard. He's a player where it's really hard to pin down exactly how many goals he scored over his career. Um, because also it's it's a natural symptom of the era he played in, right? He played between from the 50s to the 70s. He comes from an era where it was hard to, um, you know, really pin down any stats. Uh, statistical analysis was very rudimentary back then. Uh, there's a lot of sources that claim he scored over 1,200 goals. Um, but those sources often include friendlies, preseason tours, and even goals during his army days when he was recruited in the Brazilian army as well. So... Uh, but FIFA officially puts it at 757 goals, verified career goals. But only for three clubs, or two clubs actually. Santos and New York Cosmos, and obviously the Brazil yeah. national team. Which I think you should not underestimate. Which should definitely not underestimate. But Cristiano Ronaldo recently surpassed that, playing at, may I say, Sporting Lisbon, Manchester United, Real Madrid, Juventus. And the man is still not retired, may I say. So there already, for me, that's blinding you or staring you in the face. Uh, difference in quality. Um, no doubt his performances at the World Cup were virtually unmatched. I mean, he is for sure probably the greatest player ever in the World Cups. Uh, he won three World Cups. I mean, he's the youngest player ever to score World Cup hat-trick, 17 years old. In that, 17 years 17 old. Years I'm old. just looking at the In that right semi-final now. against France, yeah, in, in 58, and then going on to score two, two goals against Sweden, against Sweden on, in, Stockholm, in, in Stockholm, in Stockholm, on their home turf. Final. I mean, travel was much rougher back then, obviously, for a lot of teams. So, obviously, the home team uh, were, were always set to be one of the favourites to be in the final. <laughs> but look, no, I'm saying, I'm saying unmatched in a World Cup, but I never think a World Cup is a good barometer for quality of players either because the standard of football at World Cups never matches club football. I mean, how many players do we see that have incredible World Cups get scouted by clubs then that summer, go to a club and are an absolute flop? Now... I can't name too many off the top of my head, but I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm in full rant mode right now. But I'm sure if you did your research, I mean, I mean, if, if if you perform in a World Cup at 17 years old, and it's not like he hasn't scored. Sure, the, the clubs he played for are questionable. I understand. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the, and the, I definitely think there's a there's an easy case to be made that he's not the best player who've ever who's ever lived. But is he overrated? No, no. That's, but this is why I made it clear at the start. Okay, yeah, so Overrated in the sense that he is widely considered the best player to have ever lived. And I'm saying, great, put him in the pantheon of the greats, put him in the top 10, whatever. But I don't think he's the best player to have ever lived. And I don't think, I don't think okay. he's the player of the century either. I would put actually people like Maradona, uh, Beckenbauer above him, purely, purely because they played in Europe, where it's all at. 
that Beckenbauer who you didn't want to put as your top defender of all time. No, well, I'm going to I'm going to throw you about in a different era. I'm going to throw sure, I'm sure. going to throw you about. He played in the same era as Pele, so I'm going to throw you about. I'm going to throw you about it and uh, uh, okay. But yeah. Okay, interesting. I'm Isn't I'm it? just I'm saying this purely not out of not out of okay. hate or disdain because I, I love I love the man. I'm saying it more out of disappointment that he yeah. never came to Europe and really showed the world what he was all about. And for me they'll always have a question mark over it. So no, I get pretty. that. And in the in the sense that he's the greatest player of all time, no question, he's overrated. I agree with that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you asked me to get an overrated manager. You know, it's hard to really uh, yeah, evaluate a manager that's that's not managing anymore. So I, I went with the current manager route, and I have to choose Mikel Arteta. Oh, I think okay. He's, he's overrated. Oh, uh, early doors. The, before the winter, you know, Arsenal were having a poor streak. They were they were low on the table. You know, just above the relegation zone, and Arteta was still getting. The, the praise and, and the confidence of the board that he should remain. Mm. And I think that... Ars I don't think Arsenal have such a terrible squad. I think they're it's, it's mediocre. I think their attack is really good with Aubameyang, with Lacazette, with Pepe, who has the qualities, but there's it's not really coming out. They have good talent with Smith-Rowe um, and Saka. Mm. Uh, their defense is is absolutely is, is despicable. Classic Arsenal. Let's 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 be honest about that. But I think there's more to be get to be uh, uh, that there's more to get out of this team. Mm. And I think Arteta's not getting it. And uh, you know, for me, I'm still flabbergasted by the fact he's still he's still on board there. Yeah. So I think that's uh, okay. My most overrated. Nature. Okay. I think a bit early, a bit early to tell. But I can see where you're coming from. I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, my most overrated manager of all time. I was tempted to say Jose Mourinho, but I think I think we're a bit. It's a bit too early to say that potentially. Uh, but my man is Rafa Benitez. I mean, the nearly man in football, uh, old Rafa. I mean, he he's he's lived off that success at Liverpool for almost his whole career. I think and Valencia. Let's not forget. But Liverpool especially. I mean, that Champions League. Yes, that fateful night in Istanbul got them to a final two years later. Fantastic, brilliant. But mainly the history of of Rafa at Liverpool was he was the next best after Ferguson. He was always a runner up. I mean, initial management spells at Valladolid, Osasuna, short lived, unsuccessful. He promoted a couple Spanish uh, teams to to La Liga from second division. Great, fantastic. Don't think that's anything to be praised Newcastle. too much. New with Newcastle. Newcastle, but he was a big fish in a small pond in Newcastle. I think he was this manager who had a fantastic CV and a great reputation on the world stage, and he got Newcastle relegated. Let's not forget, and then brought them back up straight away the season afterwards. But they got relegated, um, and he stuck with them. Fair enough. But then, you know, he won Europa League of Chelsea, but never really warmed to the fans. At Real Madrid, you know, short-lived again. At Inter, uh, he, he really, really didn't do much. At Napoli, he won Supercoppa and Coppa Italia, but they were the team to beat at the time in 2013 after Juventus. Uh, they had a great team back then, Sounds Napoli. Sounds like quite a lot of prices, James. No, but, no, but over, considering how long he's been a manager... It's been very erratic and not consistent. And he's, he's coached good teams that had foundation. At Valencia, for example, um, he won La Liga twice, but that was off the back of a manager, Hector Cooper, who had laid the foundations for him. He had taken that Valencia team to two consecutive Champions League finals, 2000 against Real Madrid and 2001 against Bayern Munich. And that's the team he inherited. So he didn't build a team from the ground up. 
to make him successful. They, tough discussion. Tough discussion. They had it. They had all the foundations in place. Well, and then, and then he goes to China, and after two seasons, he doesn't win a single thing in China. Yeah, he doesn't China, even win in China. China in China. China. China doesn't tell me anything. So for me, Rafa overrated. What do you, What do you think about Arsene Wenger? I uh, love the guy. Love is the fellow. He, is he overrated? Um, no, no, because I, I don't think you can underestimate and understate the the impact that he had on the Premier League when he first went there. Like, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about his his whole career at Arsenal, right? Beginning superb, absolutely superb, mm. best manager in the world, maybe. Mm. And then from 2005 onwards, what happened there? Well, 2006 onwards, after they went to the Champions League final, yeah, nothing happened there. Yeah, I think. I think he was hindered by his loyalty, uh, and I think you know. He, so is he overrated? Did he have a couple of good seasons? And after <sighs> no, I don't think he's overrated. No, I think it'd be harsh to say he's overrated. For me, he's one of the most greatest, most iconic managers. Maybe his CV doesn't reflect that, but I also think he was too loyal to a club who didn't give him the resources he needed to go on and be successful. And I think uh, Arsenal's problems were always staring him in the face. But for one reason or another, he either wasn't given the funds to back him, or. I don't know, they, the, the the recruitment at Arsenal just wasn't right. I know that he had a say in that as well, but uh, I I can't I can't find it in me to say that he's overrated. I can't. Because he's a legend, of course. Can of you? Course. Do you think he was? Well, I mean, I'm thinking about it. And when you describe Rafa Benitez, I have to think of Arsene Wenger. Like, Arsene Wenger had, was, was coaching a top team, but his, his CV is poor mm. compared to the years he was at that top team. Yeah. I that's, think so. That's what loyalty does to you. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm, you know, he's a very likable guy, but is he overrated? Yeah. I'm not so sure. Hmm. Well, a topic for another day. Look, we've we've uh, run our course. I think we've been chatting for a while Sorry now. No, it's no, no, nothing to apologize. It's all interesting discussions. That's, That's the thing. True. As football fans, you can talk about this all day, can't you? I mean, yeah. everyone has their list of overrated, underrated players. Yeah. <laughs> what is there to lose? What is there to lose? Now nah, we've got, uh, we've got. Uh, I think we've got to call it wraps. Uh, yes. Yeah. Vic, it's been a pleasure as always. Other Thanks than that, so much, yes. until next week. Yeah.